Hello, podcasters. This is a very, very special podcast dear to my heart because I, for one, had always wanted to know more about the Blessed Mother. And fortunately, I had kept books on my travels to Turkey and Greece. And in one of my books from Nan- Nan- Nancy or Nancy Keskin, uh, on Ephesus, describes the beautiful place where our Blessed Mother traversed and meditated, lived and died. And I feel this is such a critical piece to the history of our Catholic faith. I feel as a woman of faith, I don't know enough about the Blessed Mother, and I'm craving to know more about her. And I feel as if God is using me as this time as his instrument to bring the Blessed Mother to us alive in the 21st century. So here are some of the notes that I've taken that I want to share with you on Ephesus. And one of the quotes that were in the book stated this, pay your tribute to your dedicator, St. Mary in Ephesus, and not to Rome. The Church of St. Mary, the first Christian church of Ephesus, was built with columns in classical style in the middle of a large open space. An old church building was altered three times with the changing fortunes of the city. The council and later on the synod declared this as the center of Christianity in the year of 449 AD. After it was partly destroyed, the western part formed a domed basilica and when that too was ruined eastern part old basilica was turned into a church it remains of great christian leaders saint john saint timotheus and especially saint mary who lived a life of meditation bringing Christianity into the mind of the modern believer. The small modest convent of St. Mary over Panaya Kapulu mountain is the most beautiful residence imaginable. We feel indebted to write our thanks to all the Turks who showed a very refined and close concern for the subject. 19 years ago in 2003, the Lord blessed me and my family. We decided that we were going to take a trip to Greece and Turkey. None of this could have been possible without my mother-in-law. We were very, very blessed. And on this experience, my husband and I were the only two out of the whole family that went to Ephesus. Actually, our eldest daughter was with us. I need to correct that. I love the fact that Mary is reverently and respectfully upheld by the author as a saint in her book. As a Catholic born and raised, I never read about Mary being called a saint, but I find it to be lovely. She is worthy of such a title. So we walk through the town of Ephesus where our Blessed Mother once lived. 
I very much recall being honored to walk where she walked. God knew everything about Mary, and he also knew I would be invited as a pilgrim to Asia Minor to visit the ancient city of Ephesus, which dates back to 2000 BC and is known as one of the seven wonders of the ancient world. Ephesus is truly a remarkable sight to see, a remnant of history and worthy to know about. This is why I'm sharing this very special podcast with many of you, many of you who want to know about Mary living in Ephesus, the architectural pristine town, a holy place to pilgrim, to pilgrimage. Every Catholic in America needs to know more about Mary, the mother of Jesus. St. Luke describes St. Mary as a person who looked to the future with hope. St. Mary was adored by Christ and the church, but suffered greatly from pain and grief. She ran away in the desert. There God prepared a shelter for her to be fed. St. John wrote about Jesus' mother being handed over to him in this way. St. John knew everything about Mary. Never did he leave her side. He was always with her, especially after her son's crucifixion. It was not possible for her to live in Jerusalem anymore. Mary found peace here in this refuge near the city of Ephesus where she lived at Panaya Kapulu. St. John came to Ephesus, lived there, and wrote the New Testament there, and he died there. My spouse and I saw his grave, and that was very moving. To this day, I can't even believe I saw it, but God is so gracious. St. John was known as the great messenger of humanity and a disciple of Christ, and St. Mary lived there, and she lived a life, again, of great meditation. Her house was known as a small, modest convent of St. Mary over the Panaya Kapulu Mountain, the most beautiful, natural resident, residence imaginable. Mary. Not enough information was known to me about our Holy Mother Mary, and I truly believe that God is giving me this opportunity to research her life and share it with all of you today. In Mary's day, anyone traveling to Mary's house received great healing. After her death, pilgrims used to go there behind her house to receive the holy water, to take it back with them to their homes, to help people become healed, and people were healed. Hadn't I not been blessed by my mother-in-law to go to Greece and Turkey, this particular piece of Catholic history never would have been a very deep and special part of my life. In all honesty, I believe in my soul as I take this breath to speak to you. Both Jesus and Mary want their story shared as a treasure to be held by the Catholics for the duration of their journey on earth and into eventually heaven. Benedict XV, known as Prospero Lampertini, 
Uh, he lived 82 years and he was a pope for 18 years from 1740 to 1758. Saint John took Mary with him and their Holy Mother ascended to heaven. Benedict died on the 8th of May of 1758. Many theologians proclaim in their writings Saint Mary lived in Ephesus. Theologian Ernest Gortitius states that the tomb of the Virgin Mary was in Ephesus in the first century AD. He gave this response in Ephesus on the 7th of March, 1874 in Berlin. The first form worship of Christianity, the first church and basilica constructed in honor of St. Mary rose in Ephesus. The 15th of August every year, the Easter of Panaya Capulo, celebrated by the Holy Fountains. Catherine Emmerich, Bavarian woman, mentioned one Easter that the Virgin Mary definitely died in Ephesus and not Jerusalem, and the last remains of the tomb can be seen on, in the earth, not far from 500 meters from the present building. St. Emmerich stated, you can see the Aegean Sea from the hill on which the house of Mary stood. Catherine Emmerich was a visionary, a stigmatist. She was born on September 8, 1774 in Flamschen, Coesfield, Germany. She died on February 9, 1824 in Dutland, Germany. Her sister was Gertrude, her dad was Bernard, and her mom was Anne Hiller. She was beatified on the, 30, on the third day of October, 2004, by Pope John Paul II. When she died, she was 49 years old. Poet Clemens Brentano interviewed her and wrote two books based on her notes of her visions. Was also the secretary to Catholic visionary, Blessed Anne Catherine Emmerich. The book was titled The Dolores Passion of Our Lord Jesus Christ in 1883. One of the visions made known by Brentano later resulted in the actual identification of the real house of the Virgin Mary in Ephesus. Catholic shrine located in Selkuk, Turkey, serving as a chapel. Mary was taken to this stone house by St. John and lived there the remainder of her life. And after her death, Mary's house was visited by St. Paul VI, St. John Paul II, and Benedict XVI. Ernest Gutierrez on the 2nd of September, 1814 through July 11, 1896, Died at age 86, he was an archaeologist, he was a historian, he was a museum director, best known for his history on Greece. And lastly, the Virgin Mary called a Theococcus, Theotokos, Greek for God-bearer, the one who gave birth to God. <laughs>